Welcome back, my fellow creatives, to You've Got Five Pages to Tell Me It's Good, where I grab a new release. Strike that. My daughter grabbed a new release from the, li from the local library and told me that this book does indeed in five pages say that it's good to the point where Blondie insisted I come on here and share this book on my podcast. She's like, it's a new book and everything. So here we are. I am not exactly looking at anything adult right now. This is purely middle grade. But you know what? Why not? It's called The Lost Library by Rebecca Steed or Stead and Wendy Moss. And hey, I love a little mystery with a little bit of magic. And if a library is involved, why not? The cat on the cover looks like Crookshanks from Harry Potter. <laughs> so just, I I can't help it. My daughter asks me to look at something because, you know, in previous episodes of this podcast, she's helped read things with me here too. So why not? Let's, let's tuck in. I mean, it's dedicated to all the librarians out there. So, hey, librarians rock because they put up with the likes of me. <laughs> so, Okay, here we go. The Lost Library by Rebecca Steed. Stead. Rebecca and Wendy. Okay, chapter one. Mortimer. <clears throat> Mortimer waited on the, on the cool stone basement floor in front of the mouse door number four, his fluffy orange body covering as much territory as it could. His paws were spread in front of him as if he were about to catch a watermelon. Books, in Mortimer's opinion, got it wrong about cats. In books, cats were usually stuck up, sometimes even uncaring, as if cats had no feelings at all. Cats had hearts, too. Feelings, his heart said. Mortimer had a lot of feelings. What he didn't have were a lot of words. Mice were better with words than he was. Mice talked a lot. The bell on top of Martinville Town Hall began to ring, as it did at 6 p.m. every day. The scratching behind the door was getting louder. A mouse would be coming through any second now. Apples, he heard a small voice say. I smell apples. And the, behind the voice, there were murmurs of excitement. Here they come, Mortimer thought. He put on what he hoped was a gentle smile, just as the first of the mice emerged, shaking off little bits of dirt and sawdust and, as usual, talking. Is that a cat? A second mouse appeared. What sort of terrible place is this with the heartless cat standing by the door? This must be a bad dream. A third mouse popped through the hole. Mice, Mortimer knew, rarely traveled alone. Welcome, Mortimer said. He glanced nervously at the potato bin. Last week, a mouse had managed to jump into it. Mortimer had had to wait for him, remaining perfectly still under the stairs for almost three hours. Please follow me, mice, Mortimer tried to sound cheerful. This way to outside. But we'll just run and we'll just get inside, one of them whined. Using his outstretched arms like windshield wipers, Mortimer herded them to a small mouse hole in another corner of the basement, also known as mouse door number three. 
Mice, he'd learned, never liked to go out the same way they had come in. That horrible cat has six-toed feet! How terrifying! Wait a minute! Could this be... This cat be the six-toed grouch? The exit, which was not far from the old library book cart, led outdoors, away from Miss Scoggin, the apples, and Mr. Brock's cheese. And the potato bin. And now I suppose we are expected to go straight out into the cold again? In fact, seeing Mortimer and his sizable paws, the three of them were already crowding around the mouse hole, trying to leave. Not cold, Mortimer said. It's summertime. Be careful, though. There's a road on the other side of this door. Cars. But everything is fine. Oh, great, one of them said. Thanks for nothing, six-toed grouch. And he disappeared through the mouse hole. Everything is not fine, the last mouse added. I'm very hungry. But keeping her eyes on Mortimer's paws, he actually did have six toes on each, the mouse squeezed herself through the hole backward. Sorry, Mortimer said. Keep moving, please. Sorry. Cats are never sorry, said the mouse just before vanishing into the night. Everyone knows that cats have no feelings. Mortimer didn't say anything. There was no point because they were gone. He pressed his eye to the small hole, looking to see that they had made it safely across the road. Goodbye, he whispered. Goodbye and good luck. Miss Scoggin did not tolerate mice. By now, Mortimer knew that he couldn't stop them from coming in through the mouse holes. He'd carefully numbered them, mouse doors one through five. The mice had been coming for all the years he'd lived in the house, and there wasn't much he could do about it, other than gently guide them back outside again. He'd learned to hear their scritching and scratching, and was always ready to meet them at a door and point them to the nearest exit. Mortimer did not think of himself as good with words, but his hearing was excellent. He tried to straighten up the basement. As usual, rushing around the way they did, the mice had banged into things. Tonight, three apples had fallen from a tall, wobbly shelf. Even with 24 toes, Mortimer could not pick up the apples. But he could roll them to a spot near the stairs where Al would be sure to see them right away. He lined them up for her. Maybe they were not too bruised, or she could make applesauce. Again. When the basement was neat and quiet, he took a deep breath, savoring the smell of apple muffins that floated down the kitchen stairs. Al was baking, as she did most Sundays. Through one of the small, high basement windows, he saw the day's light fading. He exhaled and felt happy. Then his eye fell upon the cart of old library books. His happiness went quiet, and a guilty feeling wrapped around him like one of Al's hugs, which were always a little too tight. My fault, he said for the millionth time. All my fault. He looked away. And that is the end of the first chapter. So since I am sticking with first chapter reviews here, let's take a look at this. Uh, uh, this clipped along pretty well. It was also five pages long. So, wow, we, we're, we're meeting all our criteria here. Um, I can kind of see where Blondie was coming from with this one. We have a 
well-meaning cat. We're not getting any sort of vicious character. We definitely get a firm character. This is a cat who plays by the rules, who is not trying to cause any harm. Though, as a reader, we're definitely wondering why the cat just doesn't eat the mice. Is there a reason? It feels like we kind of have one in that Mortimer appreciates that mice are very good with words. Mortimer isn't. And that cart of old library books keeps attracting his attention. And the fact that it also stirs up guilt in him makes us wonder as readers, well, how on earth could a cat be at fault over something with library books? It's a bizarre mix because as far as we know, we're in an old house, not a library. And yet there is a library cart. Why is there a library cart? And why should a cat feel bad about that? Especially when Mortimer is pretty clear, cats don't speak much or, you know, it would sound like they don't read either. As he says, they're not good with words. And I wonder if that has something to do with our mystery as well. As far as a middle grade story goes, that's a great little chapter of establishment. We have a sense of our protagonist. We have a sense of how they he interacts with others. And we also have a little bit of mystery established with his admission of guilt and this out-of-place library cart in a basement of a house. So overall, it's a solid start. Um, and I mean, again, I know Blondie's already finished it and loved it. I'm intrigued. I think this sounds promising. And hey, if you've got a young reader in your household, maybe this is a great, just fun little mystery to pass on with them to get them excited for that next chapter, excited to read more. Because this world could use a few more happy readers, alongside the picky ones, of course. And we'll see if Blondie gives me another book next week or if I get to pick it next week. Who knows? Until then, read on, share on, and write on, my friends. Cheers. <laughs>